Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast about our past, present, and probably future. I am half of your host, Toby, as always, and to my left or right, to your adjacent vicinity uh, over the internets, I'm Rick, the other co-host of this uh, Retro Nomopod. These here shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the, in. the whole right left thing kind of doesn't play until we do live shows and you guys get to see our gorgeous faces, which I, I'm kind of cute right now. I got my hair pulled back. My curls are flowing. <laughs> my beard's on fleek. That's going to be a nerdy word before too long. Fleek. Fleek, right? They're yeah. like, what? what are you, a 2000s kid? Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. One of those Zoomers. Woo, watch out. Woo. Zoomer. Oh my Anyways, gosh, man. We've been, uh, we took a break. We had a holiday. A nice, uh, a nice break. A actually, nice... two holidays, kind of. God, it felt, it's been too long, one way or another. I think we, it was needed, but it was also ants in my pants to get back into it. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's a good thing, too, because you're 100% right. I was like, I want the break. I want a, a breath. And then, like, four days into that breath, I was like, I can't fucking breathe. I got to go back. i need it yeah so uh, how was your christmas uh christmas was pretty good man we got uh you know kids got you know bunch of toys that and then it was great we got a lot of cool stuff a lot of really cool stuff i got this um D D uh wormwood gift set that was basically it comes with a little dice tray holder and then a uh a and then a dice tower as well that goes into a dice tray. It's oh, the yeah, coolest. Yeah. I got to make a video of it. I've been working on doing an unboxing video of it. So that way I could show everybody and I'll post it on the Facebook pages. It's phenomenal. It's something that I've wanted for years, but they cost a little bit of money. And that's why, you know, being a father of three, I, I don't have the money to blow on that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. And you don't get but, yeah, cool no. toys anymore. No, no, no. Well, I got some video games, which is kind of what my birthday and, and uh, Christmas is all about is usually getting caught up from what's come out. So, yeah, it's great. How about yourself? Uh, always, dude. I love Christmas time. Christmas time around yeah. my house is a, it's a joy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I did get a couple things. I got uh, what is it? Betrayal on Hill House. Betrayal on House on Betrayal. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Jesus. I always get that one wrong because they did that. Was it the haunting of Hill? The haunting of Hill House? Isn't that the show? It's haunting Hill House. That's the new one on Netflix. And then there's the House on Haunted Hill, which was the uh, uh, 1960s. Then also a remake. Yeah, the remake was so good. Yes. Yeah. So, (laughs) and then I got a vinyl. Uh, What was cool is the lady and I this year decided to go quantity over quality and when i say quality it was like there's in the past daisy and i have kind of went ham where it's like oh you might get a 350 400 present and then a couple like 12 presents where i think between the two of us the most expensive thing that was bought was a pokemon elite trainers box because i wanted pokemon cards and i think they're like 60 bucks <laughs> and that between the two of us that was the most expensive gift bought um, but we opened a ton of presents, like a ton. So much paper. It, dude, it, 
And of course, I did the dad <laughs> thing immediately. And tell me if you do this, especially with kids, because it's just Daisy and I opening gifts. And immediately, the first box gets ripped open, and I'm under the sink grabbing trash bags. We're shoving paper in trash yeah. bags. It, He's sticking it's it in boxes way. that have already been opened, and just like, we're going to keep this organized. We're not yes. going to have a mess. Yes, I do not yes. want the house trash, because when it's all over, I want to play with my stuff. It's I got fun. I got a bunch of books. Uh, she bought me... I I am trying to get into card magic or like oh. sleight of hand magic all right I've been, uh, yeah yeah yeah. like i want to be able to do some card shit you know like oh it's gone so she <laughs> she picked me up a couple books um for card magic and coin magic i got a meat eater oh. book which is a survival book that i've been wanting it's hard to remember i got a couple things for the jeep and i know there's like dope shit that i'm forgetting but yeah all, all in all, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great Christmas, as always. Three-day weekends, amazing. And uh, I hate it when it's over. I hate it. Yeah. Do you think it was all that much more uh, important or just special or joyous because of the fact of the year we've had? I feel uh, like there was something to it that like just the fact of being able to just go back and being a kid for the day or two or the weekend or whatever to me no because it felt like the same christmas that i've always had you know we didn't really change that much in that in that way because we still went over to when went over to my dad's house uh still had dinner open gifts with them and then you know daisy and i did our christmas the only thing that actually changed this year which was kind of cool is I had my sister and my stepbrother over on Christmas day to like play board games and like hang out, have drinks. Um, something else I learned, which I don't know why I don't, I, I feel like I've, I've known it, but I just forgot it this year is you can't buy beer on Christmas. So like I drank all my beer on Christmas Eve and the oh. only beer that you can buy is three, two beer. Which Colorado over the past year has allowed full strength beer into gas stations. So no no alcohol sells on Christmas. <laughs> like it's wild. It it was a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. It was a bummer. Huh. But Wow. That I being didn't said know that. I'll at least you know for next year. <laughs> yeah. That brings us into our next holiday. And speaking of the shit ass year that we had last year, we got to move out of it. It's twenty twenty one. We did it. We survived it, you guys. It's a number I didn't think we were going to get to. Back in March, I I put so much hand sanitizer on my hand in March that I had chemical burns on like the tops of my fingers and my knuckles and stuff. Like it was a true fear. And at this point, I'm walking around fucking licking light posts and handrails because I don't give a shit anymore. Give me my stimmy. <laughs> let me go. Yeah, I remember in the beginning having conversations with you, and you're like, yep, I've got the house all sanitized, everything's clean, and you had shaved your head at the time, too, so you totally look like one of those, you know, like, you know, total hypochondriac, putting yourself the boy oh, in the yeah. bubble. I was like, this dude's going to shave every ounce of hair off and just be the guy with no eyebrows. And yeah, no. no. Hair. Look, I'll it's shave like- my eyebrows off before I shave my beard off again. <laughs> I, I, am, I am meant to have a beard. This, this face, this personality... <laughs> Is a bearded male, and it's, a bearded. it's the only little bit of testosterone that I like put out there. 
<laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right. Face away. Everything else, I'm a pussy. <laughs> I want to be funny, not aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. There's already enough aggro out there. We don't need more. Of that. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't want it. That being said, you and I kind of touched on it, but do you make New Year's resolutions? Are you one of those people? I don't. Not not die hard like this year will be the year that I lose fifty pounds. You know, like those yeah. kind of very like. This is a matter of fact. No, it's more like general like guidelines of life. Of I'm going to try to be better at organizing because we were always behind the eight ball this year with holidays and birthdays yeah. and stuff where we felt like it was super last minute and we're like throwing stuff together this year. That's all it is. Not a resolution. Just a, this a goal. Yeah. Just, you know, easy stuff. So I'm kind of the same way this year. I kind of did a resolution. Uh, one of them was a necessity. The other one being trial run. So, the first one being is I have become lactose intolerant as I've gotten older to the point where like I can smell milk and my stomach hurts. Damn. Like, it, it sucks, dude, because I was a milk drinker. Like, I drink mm-hmm. that shit right out the tit. But <laughs> now no milk, no mas. All right. So one of my things was I am cutting out milk. And now, given there's certain things that I'm not going to cut out right now, uh, the main being cheese, because cheese. Cheese is life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there are some, like, rice sides or pasta sides or whatever that take milk, and I'm not going to completely cut those things out right now either. Like, cooking with milk and everything, it is what it is. But for as, as far as me just, like, picking up a glass of milk or, like, dunking fucking Oreos in them, no mas. The second one being, uh, I'm going to take 30 days off of drinking. Not that I, you know, had a problem with drinking whatsoever. And most people would be like, oh, that's what all alcoholics say. All right. I drank like <laughs> twice a week. Uh, but I will say when I drink, I drink. You know, I'm not going to have like one whiskey after I get home from work to calm down. It's like, no, I'm going to have nine whiskeys. And that's what we're going to do. The biggest thing for this is like a motivation thing because I, I, you know, I'll get drunk and then all my motivation to do anything productive goes out the window. Mix that with anything else and now I just feel like a failure. The, the big main reason is I want to see what it does to my weight. I'm a big guy. You know, again, you guys will see it live. You know, I'm 240-ish pounds on any given day. And I know that the way that I've drank since I was 17 is definitely not helping my weight loss goals. So like you said, I'm not trying to lose 50 pounds this year. I'm going to cut out drinking for 30 days, see how I feel and then continue on. You know, am I telling myself that I'm never going to drink again? No, because I enjoy it, but I'm going to go 30 days. I'm going to check my discipline, see where we're at and then go from there because resolutions are for idiots unless you're good at them and then fuck you the more power to you if you're able to go hey this year i'm gonna write write a book and you're able to you know map it out and have it all figured out dude have at it that's great for you but for me i just i can't always go by the right side so quickly that it's like gotta quit making these big grand promises and just stick to things that are manageable that we can actually control and do and 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely better things that I could have added on that list, but these are the two things that I'm going to start with. Both of which, what's funny enough is it's going to be harder for me not to drink milk than it is alcohol. Like, I have a feeling, for the most part, there may be two days this year where I'm like, fuck, I want a beer. Like, yeah. I, I want to drink. But for the most part, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm a social butterfly, and you give me a couple cocktails in the middle of a party, and I'm, I'm a goddamn party. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, I'm glad your holiday was great. I am yeah, excited you, for 2021. And this is here. This is it, man. It, we're here, dude. You know, we started a podcast in the middle of a global pandemic. And <laughs> thankful to to a lot of people, I feel like it's doing okay. And, you know, we're not the Joe Rogan experience yet. But I feel like we're well on our way. And I'm excited for things to come. Uh, there's going to be a lot of of fun updates and whatnot's happening this year. And I'm I'm super excited for what's to come. Yeah, it's going to be a killer year, man. 2021 is definitely the year where we're going to focus down on the podcast. Not that we haven't before, but really kind of turn this into something bigger than just us chatting on a Sunday night about fun stuff. It's going to yes. turn into something grand. But do you want to start it off the way we always do this week with the weird question of the week since uh, we're jumping off on the holidays? I give it to me. All right. Um, when does Santa make deliveries? That was from... A while. That was from last year. We that asked was from that. last year. Oh, your dad jokes are already on point. Woo! <laughs> this is an interesting question. All right. And I kind of floated this idea out uh, right before Christmas. And it just so happened again. We're just going to reminisce about Christmas. But when you think about Santa Claus and the job that he has to do at night, he's delivering presents to any good Christian family. You know, because not everyone gets Santa presents. And I know that seemed wrong. And I know it's a pagan (laughs) holiday, but like we know what it's based off of. It was a joke. It it fell short. Gotcha. Oh, and one for 2021. (laughs) My bad. But Santa has to deliver toys to everyone in the world that gets one, given you have your naughty list. And the question is when does his work start? He works one night a year. Does Santa Claus deliver presents starting on Christmas Eve? Or does he chase the sun starting at midnight, Christmas Day, and run the world as the world revolves around the sun? Just chasing nighttime the entire time. That's the thing. Like If he's starting Christmas Eve, there's so many variables. Like Some kids don't get to put to bed until like 10 and some are in bed at seven. So there's kind of a variable there where, okay, I can hit the Johnson's at, at seven 30, the kids will be out, but I got to jump over to, to, you know, whomever at at this time, because, but but they're next door neighbors. So it doesn't, you know, like there's so much that he's got to consider this dude is magic. He's magic. You know? (laughs) And it's one of those things because like I, as a kid and growing up, you go to sleep on Christmas Eve with no presents and wake up on Christmas Day with presents. What the? So it's one of those things to where, like, as an adult, 
I just don't feel like anyone should have to work after midnight. So in my mind, I think I want Santa Claus to be delivering everything on Christmas Eve. And that seems weird. But okay, I feel like I was up until midnight, like even as a kid on Christmas Eve. Like, I'm, I might as well have just yeah, you when, know, snorted some, yeah, when some you're- happy crack. <laughs> yeah, trying to stay. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This will be the year. I'm gonna catch him in the act. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. Yeah, but it happens the same way. Christmas, like on Christmas Day, it's one of those things where, like, hear me out. Christmas Eve, I, I'm, I'm on the right. Last <laughs> until you wake up on Christmas morning. So, like, Christmas Day does not technically start at midnight in my head. It is still Christmas Eve until the point where I wake my happy ass eyes up on Christmas Day. And I'm like, holy shit, it happened. So, in my mind, (laughs) I think in my space-time continuum that Santa Claus has to deliver presents on Christmas Eve. Presents. In my way of thinking. Yeah. I like that. 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 That's complete kid logic there too. Like, yeah, the day doesn't end until, or the day doesn't begin until I wake up. So it could be, yeah, six a.m., seven a.m., whatever. Seven a.m. That's when it. What kind of kid were you? Oh no, yeah, I, no, I get you. I, <laughs> no, I'm just throwing times out there. It's not a hard and fast, but no, I get what you're saying. So yeah, I think he's riding the sun, man. I think he's doing that. I don't know. Yeah, like, he's magic. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with with my with my Christmas Eve doesn't end until I wake up. And I'm gonna say yeah. that Santa Claus makes his deliveries on Christmas Eve. Because my Christmas Day doesn't happen when the clock strikes midnight. That's True. still Christmas Eve night. That's still Christmas Eve. That it's Christmas Eve until time. I go to sleep. Yeah. You know, there's people out there that ruin their Christmas by not sleeping on Christmas Eve. That is bananas. That makes me physically ill. Sleep is so nice. Especially on Christmas Eve, dude. Because you're like, like, yeah, I'm going to wake up the gifts. It's still, yeah, it still has that, like, that just heartwarming feeling knowing that, like, you're going to lay down. And when you lay down and you force yourself to go to sleep... The next thing that happens is you wake up on Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> ah, dude, it's still, it, like I said, I, it depresses me when Christmas is over. And, and Daisy and I had this conversation uh, this past week because literally when Christmas is done, like December 26th, take the fucking decorations down. I don't want Christmas anywhere. It's fucking over. Really? I don't want to be reminded that it's not here any longer. I have nothing else to look forward to. The beginning of the year sucks. Like you, January, February, March can just suck all the dicks because they're horrible months, horrible months. We don't get any days off. It's just it's just shit weather, shit time, no football, just garbage time. It's garbage time. <laughs> so when December 26th starts, I'm just like, take the fucking decorations down. I don't want the tree up, put everything back in storage. I want a normal house because I'm depressed. Wow. See, we've still got Christmas stuff up. Like the house is still all decorated. And <laughs> the only thing I have Christmas up right now is I have a fiber optic tree here in the game room, but all the Christmas decorations across the house are are gone. Like all the bells, the fucking ornaments, the trees down. 
we just don't have a place to store that fiber optic tree until we get another <laughs> box. So it's sure. there for the time being. So we're in agreement. Christmas Eve is when he makes deliveries. That, yes. that uh, I think that sounds about that. That seems right. That sounds right. It's yeah. just my way of thinking too. You know, the whole sleep wake up thing. I, every other day of the year is midnight is the next day. Christmas Eve yeah. is the only night of the year that continues on until you go to sleep and wake up. So by that hmm. logic, Santa Claus delivers presents on Christmas Eve. And then you wake up on yeah. Christmas with presents. Like, Mic drop. What's this in my stocking? What? Very good. Very good. I like but, that. That's a great theory. Speaking Solid. of things you want under the tree at Christmas time. Cooler Master and our favorite novelty item maker, maker, Kentucky Fried Chicken, have come together to release the KF console. KFC console is how it's spelled out. This is a computer that Cooler Master and KFC partnered together to make. And I will say, it's a powerful-ass computer. It's got an i9 in it, two terabyte SSDs. It's got a graphics card that'll put out 240 hertz, ray tracing, it's VR ready, and best of all, it comes with the built-in chicken crisper. Warmer. It's a chicken hideaway. And it's actually ingenious because, like, the computers get hot. Like, my computer full tilt... Stream running, Call of Duty is going to be like, you know, 120 degrees pumping out that some bitch, give or take. And they just have a drawer that you pull out and you can throw like a thigh and a drumstick in there. You can, you know, in the middle of your Call of Duty war zone, what more do you want than some greasy chicken skin just... In your downtime, you got time for a respawn. You got time for a chicken nugget. All right, just pop open your computer door, and nom nom nom. <laughs> this is a thing. This thing, it looks like an air fryer. Like it does. It legitimately looks like something you'd buy at uh, William Sonoma or one of the you know <laughs> William places. Sonoma. God, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my go. That's my go-to for all my culinary needs. I don't know about you peasants. It does, uh, but look like an air fryer. It, it's it's great design because I mean it's shaped like a chicken bucket. Yeah, yeah. It's shaped like a chicken bucket. KFC was, was just like, starts, man. Cooler Master came out was like, say no more, fam. We got you. We and got they you. put out a chicken bucket, beast ass computer that just happens to be able to hold chicken too. Now the real question is, what if I put Popeye's chicken in there? Will it explode? Holy shit. Does it have some like Elon Musk type Neuralink that it's just like Eject, eject. Yeah. And it just shuts down and just shits shits the computer out. It's just like this grease does not go well with this graphics card. Only KFC gravy and chicken inside here. Yeah, it's it's just like nope, can't do it, and it just keeps ejecting it. And you're like, no, take it, it's chicken. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> like, oh, it's not chicken. We don't take churches around here. I mean, churches and KFC could be in the same 
they'd be in the same boat for me. I am a Popeyes fanboy. Like I do like Popeyes. Popeyes yeah, cool. they're the best. Plus, they have the best dipping sauce with that sweet heat. That sweet heat, you drink that shit. And their chicken KFC, sandwich is superior. KFC knows how to do crazy ass promotions. I mean, we've got the the Yule log. Yeah, right? the Yule log. You could buy the Yule log, the Yule log. Yeah, like uh, the the seduction, uh, the 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 Hallmark movie. The that Hallmark we movie. I mean, these guys ain't fucking around. They yeah. know what to do. Yeah, if there's one thing, like. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine KFC is like hurting in the business sector right now, but someone in KFC's marketing department needs a raise because we've talked about them three times in six months. KFC, a place that I have not eaten at probably in three years. I have talked about three times in as many months because of the dope shit that their marketing department's doing. Because they're just like, you know, we've got the money. We're the biggest fast food chicken place out there. Yeah. Let's do it. They're owned by the Yum Corporation, you know? which also owns like yeah. Taco Bell and fucking A-W. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Long John Silver's. Anything that was pretty much attached together with a KFC or Taco Bell, Yum Corporation <laughs> owns as well. <laughs> Long John Silver's, you know, let's get some hush puppies and, oh, and they're the still so good. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, so over in uh, Japan, they actually for Christmas they'll uh, they'll actually um, go to KFC. That's like a weird thing that they do over there. Is the KFC is kind of their go to for a Christmas meal, and they'll have to do reservations and stuff like that to actually eat at them as well. Really, like it's a huge thing over there during during December. Yeah, it's kind of ironic because like, and I know you said, and you said Japan, right? I believe Japan. It's one of those. It's over there. It's kind of funny yeah. because like Christmas time here, Chinese restaurants are the only thing that are open. Like you can <laughs> yeah, go to a Chinese cool. restaurant and they're going to KFC. I mean, given it's Japan and I'm by no way putting those two together. I know Japanese and Chinese people are two totally different people, but I'm yeah. not going to, I don't want to dig myself any further in the soul. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? That, yeah. We see the divot. We're going to walk away from it. Yeah. There is a thing. <laughs> I used to work with a guy. Definitely in Asian culture, they love their fried chicken. Um, I've worked with two different guys, one Chinese guy and one Korean guy. Again, not saying that they're all the same, but both of them equally fucked with fried chicken the same. Like it was something where like, you know, both of these guys were probably in their mid 40s, maybe early 50s. And I shit you not had fried chicken from either KFC or Boston Market two to three times a week. It was crazy, but it's wild. I don't, I don't hate on him for that. I, I mean, hey. fried chicken's good. You know, what I'm not, I'm never good? actively seeking out KFC, but I fuck with Popeyes heavy, especially that chicken sandwich. I'll say it one more time. Superior. <laughs> but yeah, KFC's marketing department's killing it. They put out a computer with Cooler Master, and it's not a piece of shit, which is it's wild. Away from the fact that KFC put out a computer, they actually put out a really nice computer. <laughs> They're not supposed to go hand in hand. It's no. usually like, oh, that's fun. They're putting it. Okay. Have fun with your thing. Have a good time with it. But nobody really is going to. They'll buy it as like a fun little like piece they'll put on their table. Be like, isn't that cool? Like, but this is legit. Somebody's going to be gaming and they'll 
check out my setup and they'll take a picture of it. It just looks like they're taking a picture yeah. of the goddamn air fryer. Yeah, they ch- exactly. It's an air fryer. And, I mean, even to the point where they pull open the drawer and it's got chicken inside of it. Like, what the hell are you playing out of? Oh, just, don't even worry. It's just my chicken bucket. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was kind of cool. It, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I'll tell you right now for the rest of the life of this podcast, if I see that KFC does something dope, we're going to talk about it. So if you oh, don't sorry. like KFC, yeah. KFC news, I'm sorry. Fast forward. I'll give you a warning next time because I'm going to talk yeah, about five, it. Just get five minutes. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's something really cool. And I don't know what, I don't know what, look, KFC's only topping themselves. They did a fire log. Yeah. They did a, movie with mario lopez as what? colonel sanders and now they've put out a fucking computer just i don't know I, I i just i don't know we're gonna talk about it though i mean that seems like a pretty to get mario lopez as himself like that's pretty good casting like i i wouldn't be mad at that i also like, don't yeah, know how you cast a spanish person as good old Southern gentleman, Colonel Sanders, you know, nothing against Mario Lopez, but not, not what I expected Colonel Sanders to look like. Not going to lie. Not, not what no, I pictured, but I mean, can't be mad at the depiction. If you're, no. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but if you're a Colonel and you're still alive, you're like, all oh, right. So I would have thought, maybe- you know, that fool was racist as fuck. He's turning over in his grave right now, knowing damn well that some Spanish dude or Mexican, again, I don't really want to get into political correctness of things that I mistake. But one thing I'm probably not mistaken on is I'm pretty sure Colonel Sanders was probably a racist. I would hope not. I'd like to think you don't make chicken that good if you don't come from a place of bad background. I'm just saying. All right, moving on. Speaking of yum yum delicious stuff, right? Yeah, no kidding. And things from the past. If you guys haven't seen, and I don't know if you had seen this yet, but 3D Doritos are back in existence. You can go buy them right now. Our I need to. Dreams and prayers have been answered. Or have they? Because I went out and bought some 3D Doritos. And they come out in two flavors. Neither of which are the original flavors. So if you remember, original flavors, nacho cheese, Cool Ranch. Right? Those were our 3D Doritos flavors? Yeah. They are now spicy ranch and chili cheese Doritos. Okay? Away from that, oh, I'm still yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bang on these 3D Doritos. Get them home, open them up. <laughs> they are not the same. They're not the same. They are glorified bugles, in my opinion. They have the same texture of bugles. They have a worse flavor than bugles and Doritos. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why. You would bring something back to hatred. And it's one of those things where it's just like, leave it up to a big company to ruin something that I wanted brought back so bad. And you brought it back and just shit in my mouth. And I still bought it. I still bought it. But that's how they get you. 
away from like you know m- me wanting the old style crispy light 3D puffs that they put out in the past these are like Fuck. hard crunchy smaller uh, uh. and by themselves they're an okay chip you know am i going to sit down and eat an entire bag of them probably not if someone's got them laying out i'm going to grab some but like honestly i give them like a 4 like base level and probably a 2 because of what they meant to me and they fucked them up mm. disappointed disappointment Damn. was was the word of the day finding those 3D Doritos so for those who don't know back when were they originally done early 2000s yeah i want to say like yeah early 2000s that would that would have to be it right they, and they were essentially think of like your standard dorito chip but then inflate the center a bit where it's a puffy cool looking a 3d is a good way to put it where it looks like a chip but ooh 3d 98 and 98 okay all right so yeah but that's wild that they would bring it back and not just redo what they did. Did do they taste like Dorito chips just in a weird? Yeah, yeah. They're bit? still not that same texture though. Like I, I, I legitimately am telling you when I when I say they are like bugles, to the point where they have like the little lines in them, where they they I'm telling you like texture and and feeling wise, they feel and they feel like bugles. They brought back chili cheese, nacho, and spicy ranch. Those are the official flavors. Which, even if you're gonna if you're gonna change the texture and everything of this 3D Dorito, why would you take away your iconic flavors? Why would you bring a new flavor on a chip that you ruined? Why not just give me Cool Ranch? Because you know I like the Cool Ranch. Like, at least yeah. at the end of the day, there's still Cool Ranch Doritos. But instead, you give me spicy ranch. Well, they're kind of they're hitting it on different people, right? They're hitting it off of like, here's a new flavor to try, and they're hitting it on the nostalgia with, oh, remember 3D chips? Well, they're back, so they're they're trying to get like a double, triple whammy where they're like, here's something new for those who just like new shit. Here's a new flavor, whatever. And oh, hey, you guys remember this from back in the day? Stuff this in your pie hole, and then you realize that it's a glorified. It bugle. it just sucks because like. Like you said, with the, if they're trying with the new flavor thing, trying to get new flavor people plus the old nostalgia people, at this point, with something like 3D Doritos, stick to your one crowd. You know, everyone else will follow suit if you make a good chip. And those chips were amazing. I mean, do you remember getting yeah. them in like the little, like you got the, instead of them being in bags, like child sized bags, you could get the 3D Doritos in like the plastic tube. They showed up in like a Mentos tube. They were like mini. Oh, I dude. don't. But I have to look it up. Awesome. You, you used to be able to get like small, like single serve tubes of 3D Doritos. Fantastic. They're like mini 3D Doritos. Again, all in all, was not impressed. And fuck you, Doritos, because I was really excited <laughs> for that. Nothing about it was good. The the texture wasn't good. The new flavors can go kill themselves. And will I buy Damn. another bag? Probably not. 
Yes, I do remember what you're talking about. It, the lid is a cup that you could pour them into. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, 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 yes. So freaking cool. And now you just so get them in bags. Because you're because like, fuck us, right? Just... Yeah. So, well, super, yeah. super disappointed. That sucks. Yeah, I was bummed. But at least I can skip getting the bag because it doesn't sound like it's that great. I mean, so. look, I don't want to prevent you people from trying them. Everyone go try it out. Maybe you like the new flavor. Maybe you like the texture better. I don't know. From a personal standpoint, I probably won't go back. I will not. But everyone should try them because they're fucking 3D Doritos. You know, but imagine a bugle with the bottom. That's all they are. Bugle with the bottom. But. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Wild. I do want to talk real fast. I have picked up the stream in the last week and it's something i've been planning on doing since we started the podcast finally got around to like picking the stream back up so i will tell everyone twitch tv slash toby tope which you're gonna hear one more time at the end and the retro nomopod facebook page i i stream on both of those pages simultaneously right now and this past week i broke out one of probably my top 10 favorite games of all time and that's need for speed underground 2 and for anybody that hasn't played a Need for Speed game, you just—it's a racing game. It's an—I call it an arcade racer because you can slam into walls, you can flip your car, and drive away. It's awesome. Be- best racing games out there: Gran Turismo, Forza's. Fuck your simulation racing, unless you have one of those setups that have like all the stick shifts and you got clutch pedals and shit. I'm in on that. But Need for Speed Underground Two was was a sequel to Need for Speed Underground. It was released in 2004, in November, for the PS2, for the Xbox, and I don't know if they made a GameCube version. I imagine they did. The cool thing about this game, and uh, we talked about big companies just ruining shit, EA put this out under their EA Black Box studio. And EA Black Box is pretty much what, you know, EA was known for all their sports games, stuff like that. EA Black Box was like their extreme sports arcade studio. They put out Skate from there. They put out the Need for Speed games from there. Uh, No longer in existence. They closed that studio down years back to a horrible outcry from the community because those studios put out bangers. And now we don't have them anymore. But what I will say is this game, 16 years old, still holds up. Still holds up. The gameplay, great. Driving, great. It's open world, which is different than the first one. Did you play either one of these games back then? Uh, um, I'm sure I probably rented it from a Blockbuster and tried it out because, you know, at the time we were working at Blockbuster, so I'm sure we probably at least tried it out. I'm not a big race car guy, uh, fan of driving games. I love that's just, arcade That's just drivers. my thing. I or something that you're fighting each other. Yeah, I respect it. But so what's cool about the two, because again, this is a sequel to the first underground. The first underground was more of what I would call like a rail racer. Whereas it's just like you race, you go back to a screen, they tell you some stuff, you race again, you go back to a screen, continue and so on. Whereas underground two broke out an open world aspect, something where you decide what you want to do, where you want to drive to. There's races that you can take part of in the open world, like in real time in the city that you're driving around. There are other 
racers driving around. And at any given time, you can challenge those racers to an outrun race. And it doesn't do anything. Like, you, you click the button, and it's like, cool, you're in a race. And both of you guys take off. And you have to gain a lead on the other guy. And then when you win or lose, the game continues on. You just keep driving. It, it, there's no, like, hey, great job. You did this. Now here's this. And so you drive around the yeah. city in an open world playstyle, always at night, and it's always going to rain. Which, on a PS2, not that great. It actually looks really good. It's impressive for what it is. I remember playing that game when I was a kid and just being like, "Holy shit! I'm I am in the Celica," you know. But it, uh, all in all, man, I will say like, if it, there's a reason I would put it in my top ten games. And even now, 16 years later from when I first originally played it, and I've played it a couple times since then, but as a 31-year-old man sitting in his room on a Saturday morning, that game still bangs. It's still good. It seemed like one of those games that was capitalizing on the uh, Fast and the Furious, like kind of, uh, you know, street racing um, scene that was happening kind of Uh, in that time frame where modding cars and all that kind of I'm stuff. I'm sure it didn't hurt. Right? Or it definitely did not come about because of that. Well, maybe underground did. Need for Speed for was always favor where people like you know, if you wanted to live in the world of Fast and Furious, here's your chance. Go underground and just drive and drive and then go to this place and drive some more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a lot of driving. What's cool about the underground is they added like drift, downhill drift. They have you know, circuit races, they have a racing league to where you can drive around with no traffic because traffic is the bane of your existence in any racing game. Yeah. All in all, like I said, playing it through stream, um, you guys can check that out again on those those two pages. I'll probably switch it up next week, but I did want to talk about it because I am going to try to play a different game weekly. Starting with that one really set the bar high for like old games mm-hmm. that I still can sit down and play you know, I played 10 hours of it this weekend and was legitimately itching to get back to it to play it some more. And it just kind of shows you like that that game to me still stands the test of time. Good games. You gotta appreciate a good game. It um, it really was good. It really still is good. Yeah. I saw that this was something that like a lot of people might like go what this is an impossibility in this day and age but i saw that you made it through the avengers movies like for the first time like the last movie came out in 2018 uh end game or 2019 end game and you had yet to see him which is crazy because the original avengers came out in 2010 which is like how have you not seen these things yeah yeah, people are going to hate me, especially because we run a pop culture podcast. I have a thing about getting into something that everyone else in the world is getting into. And this goes back to like my zombie days. Because when I was growing up, I was a huge zombie fan. I was a diehard George A. Romero fan. Just, I mean, I was in it. And then yeah. Walking Dead gets big. And now everyone's out there sucking zombie dick. And it's just like, oh, have you seen the one? No, man, fuck The Walking Dead. Did you read the books? What books? Fuck you. And I'm out, you know? So I, I, I went without watching The Walking Dead for a long time. 
I can put the Avengers into that same category where it came out and everyone was just <laughs> all day. And I was just like, man, fuck that movie. But me being the little nerd that I am, I, I had to finally go watch them. And it, it's, it's one of those things where I'm not like a real big theater goer. So I have to actually knock out the time to sit down and watch the Avengers movies or, or any movie in that fa- that matter. But yes, I sat down and I watched not one, not two, but all four of the Avengers movies in like a day and a half. I have a couple things that I want to talk about with you and, and we'll try not to drag this out too long, but I'm not <laughs> going to make any promises. I have a list of things and I'm sure more stuff will come to mind as you mentioned stuff. Cause I was trying to think of them all over the last couple of days. <laughs> the first one, I don't have that much to say about the first one overall banger. It, it great. was great seeing, Fantastic. seeing everyone to get together. I personally not a captain America fan, still not just not a huge fan. Not for me. He's just too white bread. Just yeah. kind of like he's super vanilla. Chris super Evans is the and that's the thing is Chris Evans is the most perfect person he to play Captain America. Plays and it so well. Because he's Captain America, I don't like him. And it's just like, I have no problem with Chris Evans. But it's like, <laughs> you're right. This is the most vanilla, basic bitch man out there. Like, you are Captain America. Loki's fucking awesome. And that's Loki. Tom Hiddleston, right? That plays Hiddleston, Loki? Yeah. Loki's fucking awesome. The one thing that i will say about this movie and all the avengers movies as a whole but this one really starts it out is the humor man the movies are funny like they are legitimately funny but the original avengers awesome awesome bruce banner awesome tony stark awesome everyone great then we went right back to back on day one throw in age of ultron yeah now I might have an unpopular <laughs> opinion on this movie. And I'll start off with something good. Okay. James Spader as the voice of Ultron. Fucking amazing yeah. casting. Amazing yeah. casting. Love James Spader. I think he put a perfect little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of, of intelligence in just the way that he portrayed a robot that is slowly but surely, not even slowly, but becoming sentient in a way that he's almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. The movie as a whole, kind of a throwaway for me. Not, it's kind of unnecessary. You guys are kind of just throwing shade at Tony Stark because he's so fucking smart and wants to put a, a world police, which at the end of the movie proved that they kind of needed a world police, just not that one. They didn't introduce the Infinity Stones. You kind of get to see a couple things. Vision comes into play, which is cool. And the way that they made him Jarvis, even cooler. Like, I like that whole concept. Um, Mm -hmm. But the movie, it'll be the one that I skip. You know, if I ever go back and rewatch them. Sure. Now, to get into the bangers. How did you like Age of And they fucked up. Before we go too far. They fucked up. Okay, so Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, they're twins, right? They fucked up Quicksilver. He's faster than... He's the fastest guy, right? Like, nobody's faster. Holy shit! I didn't even realize that's who those two were supposed to be. Fucking Wanda and her brother? 
Oh, dude, I'm wondering. Oh my god! Holy shit! Anyways, now he go gets ahead. shot up. He gets shot up. So that's like, uh, you know, it's super. Yes, I agree. That movie is very much like, and I think generally across the board, people are like, Age of Ultron. Yes, it sets up a lot of stuff for future movies and introduces people and does all that. You know, it's like Revenge of the Sith of the Star Wars, or, or, or you know. Don't you dare. Where it's just introduces it just introduces yeah. what's to come. And it's it's fine on its own. It's still really incredibly shot and acted and all that stuff. But yeah, it's generally the one that's like, okay, we don't need to watch that one, right? We kind of get the gist of it. Or at least let's fast forward to the cool action scenes. Okay, and we're done. Cool. You know? Yeah. But yeah, generally it, yeah, it is a good movie. That by no means is it a bad movie. The story tracks, everything's, you know, it's just the way that it plays into the MCU and, and what's it really was just that movie where like, we got to put a two and a half hour movie to make billions of dollars and kind of set <laughs> up, you know, what comes next. It was good. It was good. But my least favorite of all four, kind of a throwaway. Now, that being said, that movie sets up for what probably could have been even a longer double set of movies with Infinity War. Okay, and this movie starts out crazy. What I will say is this is the first one when it starts. I automatically realized that I needed to watch other MCU movies because they kind of talk about some stuff in the beginning of Infinity War that did not happen in the Avengers movies. You know, it happened through whatever the Thor movies, the other Iron Man three movie. You know, all this stuff. So, right off the bat, I'm already kind of like, well, shit. You know, like, I there, there's stuff that I'm missing, you know? Mm-hmm. Still fucking cool how they started. Like, Thor, fucking Thanos doing his thing. Loki trying to be a little badass. Um, Real bummer, because that's like the first... Oh. That's like the first one, right? Like, major death is Loki. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, well, yes, essentially, yeah, because you've got Hamdale who gets taken out, which is like, oh, and, you know, just before that, he shoots Hulk uh, back to Earth. Yeah. You know, and then. But I mean, as far as like mainstay characters, like this, they killed Loki. Yeah. Loki was big bad in in two, two, well, not two movies, but one of the movies. And he's just always been a threat that's always been there. So, yes, Loki is one that's like, oh, oh. And the and the fact yeah. that he just dispatches him like nothing, just, just like, murders him, just boom, right in front of his brother, and that bringing like, up Hulk. Whoa. Okay, I got I got a fucking problem with Hulk. I do not like they gave him like this military cut. Bruce Banner has it too, <laughs> and when like the Hulk shows up in the beginning of that, you know, in like the first two movies, he had like a scruff, like it would have got yeah. all sweaty around his face. He looked he looked yeah. like a badass. He looked like he was distressed because he was yeah in the very beginning of this one he comes fucking busting through the wall like the kool-aid man and he's got this like high and tight thing going on and it's just (laughs) like it's the first thing i noticed away from the fact that he gets his ass beat it's the first thing i noticed i was like his fucking haircut looks stupid (laughs) that's you know my complaint I feel like in response to that, I think that's because he's starting to fall more and more into the Avengers team and yeah. him getting that haircut kind of helps like shows there's 
as much as control as you can have with the Hulk. Like, it's oh, I'm going to have more problems with, with the Hulk. Don't you worry. Hulk, okay. God damn, I've got to. I, we're going to go through Get a couple going. things. Run it. The biggest bullshit of the third <laughs> movie. Fucking Star-Lord fucks everything up. Everything up. To the point where I was just like, I love you, but I've you're fucking dumb. Yeah. Like this is yeah. dumb. Like you couldn't retain your emotions for eight minutes, and you're literally gonna cause the death of the world over it. Okay, I understand you're pissed off. You know, Gamora's whatever. You fucked up. Like the mission comes first, and you could have just killed everyone. And in fact. You killed half of everyone. That's your fault, Star-Lord. Bad. That pissed me off. I'm not even going to lie. Just fucking (laughs) screaming at the TV. Okay? Infinity War, fucking awesome. Josh Brolin is Thanos. Bang up job. The way that they bring everyone in in that movie, it it was just fantastic. The Infinity War was great with the... not knowing what was going on in the beginning when Thor was talking about everything else. Oof. Hulk's military haircut <laughs> horrible. And it's going to get worse. Star-Lord being a little suck-ass. But that brings me to like my final thing on Infinity War. And it's one thing that actually worked out in my favor is I could not imagine having to go the time between Infinity War and Endgame <laughs> with just everything in the balance like yo your boy just snapped his fingers people started floating away you killed Groot okay we've got a problem a problem you killed Groot Groot it's bullshit yeah bullshit okay I didn't watch it in theaters so what did I get to do I got to fucking Play the next one. I want to see what's happening. Snap my fingers here. And Netflix is like, or Disney, I guess. We got you. We're here now. So, <laughs> end game. Okay, now I'm hyped. Because now I've watched three Avengers movies in like 12 hours. We're getting to the fucking big bad. Like, I know end game's crazy. And given, the movie's been out for what? What'd you say, two years? The movie's been uh, out for two years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I know of a couple like, things, but now I get yeah. to watch like what may go down as one of the greatest movies of all time in cinema. Mm-hmm. You know, just that movie in general. Not not necessarily how I feel about it. Did not expect time travel. I, I yeah. did not expect. And, and at the beginning of that movie where, you know, Thor's pissed off and they go chippity chop that motherfucker's head off. Okay. Whoa. I was like, all right, Marvel, I don't even know where this is going to go. I I have no idea where this is going to go at this point. Did not expect the time travel. Didn't like it at first. Turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, The coolest thing that happened from the time travel, and and you and I talked about this because I came in all fired up that day, was your girl's (laughs) like fucking cheese smacking judo chop. When she hits Bruce Banner and this motherfucker turns into a ghost yeah. outside of his hawk body. What? Who's that bitch? Uh, like, yeah. you know, at the time she was like, keep her the time. That being said, 
This brings me to my one gripe about Endgame. I do not like full-time Hulk. I do not like it. My Hulk Mm. is supposed to be Bruce Banner and then pissed off Bruce Banner. All right. It goes against (laughs) all of my Hulk life lessons to have Bruce Banner, Bruce Hulk, just calm and smart and collected and go with his fans and what's up to the ladies. You know, fuck that. Go rage, bro. Rage. And like, we go back to the humor of it when he goes out, he goes, he goes out to, <laughs> to try to act aggressive and he's like banging on the car in the past and he's just like hitting stuff kind of slightly given it. it's like bending the car in half or whatever but he's like Ugh. and then he like sees his old self just fucking raging and he's throwing fucking school buses and shit and he's like oh god you know, but he's just like sitting out there, just like kind of kicking rocks like a like a child in the corner, you know. And then this like old hawk just comes, and he's fucking hawk smash. And he's just taking bullets, and he's fucking throwing cars. And Bruce Banner's just like, ah, that that was me. I've got it under control now. I'm like, fuck that. All right, fuck that. Fuck full Hulk, all time Hulk. I do not like it. I want my Hulk to fucking rage mode. <laughs> I got myself worked up on that one. Rage Hulk. I'm going Hulk mode. What it did do, and again, I will I will be the first to admit, I have not watched a lot of the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, I've been trying to get through a lot of them. I watched some of the originals, like the Iron Mans and stuff when they came out. But once they started like pumping out three movies a year, it was hard to keep up, especially for me because I don't go to the movies. They aren't streaming because they're billion-dollar movies. I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Big fan of Benedict oh, Cumberbatch. Shit. Benedict Cumberbatch. The movie really did a good job of making me interested in that guy's storyline, that hero's storyline. Once you get past his like avatar airbender fucking time moves where he's like locking his wrist and shit. Once you get past that, like super nerd stuff, badass. Like he did some cool shit where like the dude was shooting spikes at him. Um, I forget that guy's name. The like alien dude looks like Abe from Oddworld's Odyssey or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like shoots a bunch of fucking spikes at him and he's like portal portal and the spikes come flying right back towards it. I was just like, yo, that's some badass shit. Like your boy's good with his hands. I will be going back and watching Doctor Strange because of how I liked him you, in that movie. You're really going to like Doctor Strange a lot. Like, I think so. I mean, because it is, it is that like, I mean, it's a complete origin story movie from where he is to where he gets to. And it's, they do a lot of really cool things and they introduce a lot of concepts in it. That'll they're going to, I feel like in the next phase as they're calling them is really going to show you a lot of like, Oh, this is a bigger thing than just yeah. this little thing that we're a part of. It's a whole, like with WandaVision, they're going to introduce some more of that. Stuff. It's going to be Buckwild coming up here soon. That like, being said, and the fact that I, I did not look WandaVision. Okay. Wanda and Vision did not put those two together into the new show until after watching the Avengers and being like, holy fuck, it's Wanda and Vision. It's fucking Wanda Vision. I was just like, okay, I feel stupid. All right. Really showing my cards here today. But yeah. Okay. The last thing. And before I get to this, I do just want to say overall, the movies were amazing. The the set of four, the story getting all these crazy superheroes into one movie 
and not only making it awesome, but giving fair screen time to like each hero, just hands down a cinematic marvel. No pun intended. That being said, I'm going to say two things here. If you don't like Tony Stark and Iron Man, go fuck yourself. All right, because he may be one of the best Marvel characters ever made. Robert Downey Jr. absolutely murders that role. And I like the character better, and I like Robert Downey Jr. better because of his portrayal of Iron Man. That being said, I got real close to crying. Like, for a movie that made me laugh so many times, when, when Tony Stark dies, spoiler alert, holy shit, dude. Especially as I'm Eddie. getting older, I'm sensitive, like in my old age. Just choke the throat right up. Like, <laughs> no, they're going to bring him back just like they murdered him and snap people back. <laughs> no, they did not bring that motherfucker back. They just sent him out onto the lake. Yo, it get, it's making my hair stand up talking about it. That shit hurt. And like, what happens? What happens with that? Where does that go? You just killed that, Iron Man. That's where we're. Yeah. Is there no more Iron at. Man? Like, who filled? Who who fills the void of Iron Man? Because and especially in this this universe, he's such an integral role. Where yeah. each Avenger movies, he's basically he does the hero play where he sacrifices himself to save the greater good. And you know the original one, yeah. he takes he takes the he falls from space, and you see repercussions of that in Iron Man three of him dealing with that PTSD, and then yeah. Age of Ultron, similar thing. He sacrifices himself to, you know, basically. And then Infinity War and then Endgame, he makes the ultimate. But this ultimate. one, he doesn't, he doesn't get to come back from it. Whew. It's, yeah. it's, it's an accomplishment. 10 years in the making. 23 yeah. films total to get to this point where we've lost quite a few. We lost Vision. We lost Loki. And all this stuff, or did we lose Loki because he is the uh, god of mischief? You know, like and with his like shimmery magic, his show's gonna be great too. But yeah, I like I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki too. I I think the betrayal of I think he was perfectly serious and mischievous at the same time. Like considering you're playing a god, I mean, I could say the same thing about Chris Hemsworth because. If that's not what a god would look like, I don't know what would. And of course, the god of mischief is going to get like secondhand stepchild looks. The portrayal of Loki by that man were, was hands down fantastic. And I, the show, I bet, will be good. Yeah, and what I like about you know both those two characters, especially Thor, is that he goes on this crazy ride. If you you got to go back watch the Thor movies because you get to see kind of the growth of each character. Where Thor in the beginning is this, oh, I am all powerful. You cannot, you know, all this, and then he becomes into this. He's got a sense of humor, and he's experienced a lot of loss. I mean, hell, Fat Thor alone is one of the greatest things in I, cinema of all time. The fact that I didn't bring it, I was so angry about the Hulk. Hulk, just but fat yeah. thor and not only fat thor but they keep fat thor through the entire movie which is insane you especially because like look that man is beautiful i've never felt 
more relatable to a pretty man than I did seeing <laughs> Fat Thor. All right. It's one of my favorite favorite thing because here all you have all these I mean they're stars. They're Hollywood stars. Nobody can deny that. Everybody's gorgeous to look at. But then you've got Thor who's he looks like he looks like an everyday dude and you're like yes. And we understand what he's going through because he's experienced all this loss and he's drinking and he's playing video games. Yeah. And it's like super relatable where we're like, he's wearing his sunglasses hey, on the hey. inside. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're, you're, okay. You're, you're a little too hitting the home, but like it, it makes it just like there's a real world depth to it. And that's what Marvel does so well is they're able to bounce the dramatic over the top, like, you know, world destroying things, but they handle it where there is a bit of sense of humor to it, where even in the darkest times we can have comedy, we can appreciate the lighter moments rather than just being like DC is unfortunately done where it's just doom and gloom and there's yeah. no sun. <laughs> they know, really so. did play into that like humor better than I would have expected them to. And then like even more so the relationships that they have like each of the heroes build with each other. Like as though, especially in the Avengers movies, as that movie goes on, you really feel for the relationships that these superheroes are building with each other. You know, you feel the the condescending nature of Tony Stark to Captain America. You know what Natasha means mm-hmm. to Clint. You know, you know the Bruce Banner Natasha saga. Like you, you feel those as you go through those movies. It was a very good portrayal of of just like I said it, to me. That entire, and just talking about the Avengers, not necessarily as MCU as a whole, and as, as impressive as it is, but it was a cinematic feat for those four Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something I would send to the aliens, yeah. except for the violence that it shows, I guess. But just as far as an <laughs> artistic standpoint, just amazing. Like, touche, yeah. Avengers. I'm wrong for not watching you as you came out. But better option was to not do that because I was able to watch them Boom, 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 boom. Which is so nice being able to do. It's like, um, you know, here's these fictional characters that are just made up, you know, and funny pages and all that kind of stuff. But they're these movies have turned them into this thing where it's showing the best of humanity somehow. And it's an incredible feat for sure. And you need to go back and watch Captain America Civil War because that one's kind of an unofficial Avengers movie because a lot of players show up in that movie as well. And that kind of pits Iron Man versus Captain America and kind of watch that one um, because it kind of takes place after uh, Age of Ultron, kind of the aftermath of that. Yeah. So if you go back and watch all the caps, that's one that I'd recommend going and looking at. And it kind of helps like, okay, I get you get a bit more dynamics of everybody and why some people kind of acted this way toward other people. So it it works out because now it's got it's got me one to go back and watch some of the originals and especially Thor's Dr. Strange. The last thing I'll say on this before we move on to our beautiful segment, I think Captain Marvel is an unnecessary hero. God, she's so overpowered. Yeah. It's like, I get it to a degree. And in the comics, she is like crazy powerful too, but it's like to a degree that it's like, She's almost too perfect, almost too pristine where it's like, eh, you can't let her keep flying off when things get shitty because then you're just like, why bother having her around? Yeah. If she could basically solve everything, I show up and I stop the bad guy. Yeah, she's just all powerful. 
I mean, it, it, it's just what it should fly in space. You can fucking punch. It, it is. Yeah. It gave me no interest. I think Brie Larson is smoking hot. And I think if you're going to pick a Captain Marvel, she did a great job. But it gave me no interest in looking into her story by any means. Yeah. Still, it, still good movies, man. Every single one of the films yeah, in the interview, even the lesser ones that people don't like, are Thor, still better Dark than Wars. Yeah, that's the one that people shoot at. And I'm like, even at it's being the worst, it's still better than a lot of films out there. So, I mean, that's a that's a high, low bar, if you know what I'm saying. Have you ever... Yeah, we could make a list of worse movies than a fucking Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to I'm going to set a stage for you. Okay? Ooh. You're sitting at home. It's New Year's Eve. The year's 1999. Your parents are freaking out. They're pushing everyone to the basement because the world is going to end. Is it the zombie apocalypse if the aliens landed is it dinosaurs are back roaming the earth because females once again have taken over the earth no it's even worse huh? it is the coming what? of the year 2000 in the year 2000 <laughs> <laughs> so it being the beginning of the year new year's i thought what better thing to bring up in our nostalgia past then the coming of the new millennium. This one's kind of interesting because you and I are far enough age apart that when this was happening, we were two totally different people. And I say that in the sense that I was a child. Like I had just turned 10 in 1999. And at that point you were what? 17? 17. 16, 17? I turned 16, 17, yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest about something because I schooled myself in looking at this. I, once it happened or didn't happen, I never thought twice about it, especially at my age. It just never, it never came back up. And before I explain what Y2K was to anyone listening, I'm going to explain to you what I thought it was. I as a naive little nine, 10 year old kid assumed the world was getting hacked. All right. And the freak out and all the computers were going to crash because someone was going to hack the network on the year 2000. That being said, if you look back at our computer systems in the year 2000, I was using a windows M E. Do you remember that windows millennium edition? Just yeah. That was that was a operating system at one point. I thought we were just going to get a worldwide hacking. And when nothing happened, I just assumed the hackers were bad. I never thought anything else of it. It was just like m- my parents weren't the type of people that were going out and collecting canned food and water. Oddly enough, not toilet paper. Little did we know that toilet paper was going to be a sought after commodity in a global shutdown. All right. But my parents didn't do any of this shit. Yeah. And, and luckily for us, nothing happened because we'd have been fucked because my parents didn't believe, just like some people don't believe in the pandemic. What Y2K was? Did you know what Y2K was? First of all, before I get too far, did I just blow your mind that it's not that? No. No, okay. I, it's the whole banking thing. And 
once okay. the clock rolls and it's so, all zero that it resets everything. Y2K. Do you think? <clears throat> Y2K was happening because people in the world thought that when the year rolled over to 2000, the computer system would revert back to 1900. At that time, it was easier in computer systems to give years two-digit numbers instead of four-digit numbers because it saved space on memory and allowed your computer to do other things instead of worrying about what the year was. Okay, You're going to know the year. What they thought would happen is when it rolled over from 1999 to the year 2000 that all the computer systems were going to revert back to the year 1900 because they had not hard-coded the year 2000 into these computers, okay? Not what I thought, okay? Nine years old, ten years old, we were getting hacked. Yeah, no. There was a global DDoS happening. Not what happened. A lot more interesting your version of it, though, to be honest, though. It's very... If they're going to make a movie out of it, they're making your version and not the actual <laughs> real life version. A hundred percent. Because like a hacker in, in my mind, and especially from like my knowledge of computers and stuff now, a hacker wouldn't have failed. Like they'd have just shut the system down. You know, like if we had a rumor that a hack was going to happen nowadays, I would immediately assume that it's going to happen. And I would pack all my guns and my food and everything. And we would post up because shit's about to go down. Back then. It just wasn't that, you know, it it just wasn't that the tabloids had a hell of a time with the end of the world. And luckily for us sitting here in 2021, when we have went through what could have been the end of the world, Y2K seems so trivial, especially considering we're walking around with, you know, straight supercomputers in our pocket. It's just one of those things. And like, if you look back 21 years ago at how much of our world relied on computers versus 21 years later and how much relies on it now, how much more of a problem, a problem like this would be, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Now, if if it would actually, I, it would have been, if it actually would have happened in the alternate reality where, you know, Y2K happened, like there would be chaos and it would take months for it to try to get back online and get people. Oh, my money. I tried pulling my money, but I couldn't because everybody else was pulling their money at the same time. So there wasn't enough. Oh man, that would have been wild. Oh, we would be in like, if it happened nowadays and the, and that kind of system went down, I wholeheartedly believe that it would take six months for us to be in the Mad Max situation. (laughs) Like it would be the end of, of civilization as we know it, because as we've learned from a viral pandemic, people just do not give a shit. They do not care. And at least during the pandemic, we had internet, we could order Grubhub. I ordered pizza tonight. In a Y2K type situation, all that shit goes out the window. I don't carry cash ever. I don't carry cash. I can use Apple Pay. I've got three different cards in my wallet that I can swipe that have money on them. But if all that goes away, I'm breaking open the fucking Pikachu piggy bank. Or, (laughs) you know, I'm trading bullets for fucking spam. 
hand jobs for for toilet paper is what hand it's jobs for up. toilet paper. You know, <laughs> it would be a crazy world, and hopefully, we never have to deal with that, especially in our lifetime. I think we're going to have to deal with much worse than that. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But after what we went through in the past year, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity when it comes to like staying chill, like don't panic, <sighs> chive on. If we learned anything from from this pandemic that we've gone through for the past nine months or whatever, whatever it is at this point, is that, yeah, people kind of go worst case scenario immediately and they're like, fuck my neighbor, fuck yeah. that guy. I'm thinking about me and my family and then that's it. I'm going to buy all the toilet paper, all the hand sanitizer, all the cans of food and water that I can get my hands on. And, you know. It, it is reminiscent because back in that back in ninety nine, I was working at King Supers local grocery store, King Supers um, Kroger for any of you East Coast. And I was, yes, yeah, um, and very reminiscent in the fact that people do kind of go nutty. They do water is not on the shelves, yes, especially at that time because bottled water was still kind of a newish thing. Yeah, of buying it at the store. Yeah, it's two fifty you know, like nowadays. Now, like, yeah, now it's like, yeah, you, yeah. But back then it was like, ooh, bougie, you've got bottled water. Woo, yeah. hey, look out. Yeah. A lot of canned foods going through, a lot of like emergency supplies, stuff that you would have is just, oh, okay, we've got beans. We're good, you know? So there was shades of it back then where you see some of it now, but it's such a different time in the 20 plus years that it's the difference happens that it's, it is wild to see that. Yes, we have technology, which has made this pandemic easier because we are able to, hey, I can get on online and chat with my buddy and no worries. I, I still have that social interaction yeah, or what have you. It's not quite the same. We're not high-fiving or anything, but we're still generally having that. And video games are the way they are now. And movies, we can get them on demand and entertainment's in our hand. And so we did have that. But back then, you'd have to go somewhere else to get that kind of stuff unless you had you know, a massive library of pirated tapes or yeah. what have you. <laughs> yeah. Which pirated pirated CDs. That's going to be foreshadowing for something else we talk about this year. I, Ooh, yeah. I really was interested in your your view on it because we had talked about you working in a retail space at that time, especially a place like a grocery store. For me, like I would have been in like fifth grade. I was in Catholic school at that time nonetheless. So none of this stuff was being you know, portrayed to children of our age. Again, I, I go so back to me. Being that. <laughs> Say that one more time. Sorry. <laughs> you're doing a different kind of work being at Catholic school. Uh, yeah. I was an altar boy <laughs> for two years, actually. Yeah. Anyways, that's another story for a different time. Again, I, you know, we had two major things happen in that, you know, in a two year span between, Y2K and then 9-11 a year and some change later. And both of those things where I was, you know, 10, 11 years old was barely starting to gain a grasp on, you know, progressing from being a child to an adolescent, you know, to a young adult wanted to be included more than what I was being included. And in hindsight, it, it kind of didn't matter because again, Y2K as a whole the only thing that came from it was actually rolling into the year 2000. But it is interesting to see, like, especially a then versus now. And it's one of the reasons why I kind of brought it up, other than the fact that it's a new year. And I think it's 
fun to talk about, but we kind of went through something that did come to fruition, you know, and in mm-hmm. Y2K, it was a lot of fear mongering and tabloids and this, and just the thought of it being unknown. The same thing with this year, there was so much unknown, except it was a real fear. It was no longer theory or, you know, happenstance. It was, it was actually happening. And to see the way that, you know, the world reacted as a whole, and then the way that America reacted as a whole, we're just not yeah. set up for global disasters. You know, our mentality, our experience, the stuff that we have readily available, we are not fucking ready. Not ready. And I fear yeah. the day that something worse happens. You know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where all the fear that kind of was around with Y2K and everything doesn't necessarily make me scared for now, but it definitely adds a little fear for later, you know, especially because shit like this can just happen. Well, what's, what's also kind of compounding about it is that like back then all we had was like the newspapers and your local TV news telling you the information. Yeah. And here it is, you know, and they're putting it out there. Oh, you should be scared. Oh, you got to be afraid of this. But now we've got all this other free, you know, the social medias and, and, and all this other things where you can go see other sides of it, other opinions on it, other countries yeah. and how they're dealing with it, where we're like, oh, we're totally fucked. Our, yeah. our government dropped the ball in this instance where it's like, wow, like if it was 99 and this happened, whew, crazy, That like the fear mongering that would be happening. I mean, it's already happening, but it's also very real because I can go online and say, hey, I had a shitty day today or hey, I've got I know somebody who got COVID. Yeah, Whereas it, it's one of those then, things to where nowadays, too, it's so much tougher because and I hate to use this word, but fake news. And the way that people fall into a side, instead of doing what a logical person would do and double check different sides, you know, to try to find the truth, you have one person seeing one thing on a site that they trust, whatever that site might be, and being like, this is law. Anything else that you say to me that that goes against what I'm reading, what I'm telling you here, it, it's just wrong. And that kind of mentality does definitely does not play in new world disasters you know in 99 like you said a lot of people were getting their news we had aol and stuff at that point but the internet was still like a pretty new thing and not everyone had access to it it definitely wasn't readily available like it is today back then when you were listening to the news and everything it was pretty and i'm I'm not saying that there wasn't fake news back then but like you were taking what they said as law and now it's like i don't fucking know like i'm i'm gonna look at this and look at that and look at this and look at this and be like, I think maybe, you know, but we don't fucking know. Everything's clickbait now. No one's telling the goddamn truth. This person's ignorant. They're not looking at this. You know, it's just, it's one of those things that like something like a Y2K or, you know, this pandemic as being an example, but like, it's crazy to see the difference that 21 years makes in how people react. And at the end of the day, it's not that much different. It's you know, really not. It, it's, it's wild. Because, really <laughs> I mean, there's still empty shelves. There's still all the same things that happened back in 99 happened this year, where it was just like any good supplies you needed, you couldn't get it because yeah. people were freaking the fuck out. Or and, hoarding or trying to upsell yeah. and sell me a roll oh. of toilet paper for $30. 
I remember that back in the day. Why do you get like with the bottled water stuff? You'd go to a gas station and people were getting called out with that because they were trying to sell a case of water for like 30 bucks. Yeah. And you're like, come on, this is back in 99. 30 bucks is quite a bit of money. You know? Yeah. But it was happening. Before we get off of this, I do what I, there was a couple things that happened because of Y2K. Yeah. And I want to go through a few of these. Uh, I think the list of 10. And these were the worst of the worst of things that that actually came to be because of the year 2000. Ready? The U.S. Yeah. official timekeeper, the Naval Observatory, reported the date as 19100 on its website. The system <laughs> for collecting small plane flight information failed in Japan. No planes fell out of the sky. Australian bus ticket machines failed. Okay. The Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago couldn't transfer $700,000 in tax payments until the next day. Oof. I know. Mm. Apple produced software used by a Dutch bank customers prevented people from post-dating their electronic payments. And back then, electronic payments were not what they are today. Uh, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. Seven nuclear reactors in the U.S. had minor glitches retaining to plant support. Nothing came of it. Microsoft Internet Explorer and Hotmail displayed incorrect dates for the get year command, resulting in the year 3900 being displayed. South Korea summoned 170 people to court on the 4th of January, 1900. (laughs) Did they show up? I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, The last two are kind of funny. And, And this one being less funny than the next one, but. United States spy satellites transmitted unreadable data for three days. Funny enough, the problem was caused by a patch design designed to fix the Y2K bug. Oh, Jesus. Instead, <laughs> it just mangled all the data. The worst. The worst thing. And I'm sure there's worse things. People may have their personal experience and everything. The worst thing to come out of the Y2K glitch. A customer at a New York State video rental had a bill for $91,250. This was the cost for renting the general's daughter, the John Travolta film, for 100 years. <laughs> so he came in and had a late charge for 100 years, totaling almost $100,000. That's crazy. Man. I'm going to have to get my manager involved. I'm sorry. Could you just hang on one second, sir? Sorry. I got to get my manager for this. I've never seen this before. Uh, 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 look, look, the system okay. does not lie, sir. If it says you had it for a hundred years, you had it for a hundred years. <laughs> it's yours at this point. Now just yeah. pay up the money. Hey, oh, boy. Sir, it's not my problem. You kept the movie so long. You should have just bought it. If you were going to keep it that long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! But well, it's such yeah. Like planes aren't going to fall out of the sky. Planes have no. safety mechanisms. Where even if the you know uh, computer components go out of thing, they're still they playing. They still have the they it's still, still a plane. They could still get down. Buses not working. Worst thing that happens, you throw that e brake. You're done. You're stopped. Oh, I mean, except for Teslas. Teslas would just all the Teslas, oh, Teslas would just would- shit out find a cliff and and take you with you know you'd be stuck or you turn into a transformer not sure what'll happen but i'm sure it'd be cool yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's y2k <laughs> um we wanted to start the, the year out with with something from a year's past and i uh, thought what better thing to start it out with y2k and even talking to you about it, it made it perfectly cemented why i wanted to talk about it it's it's a crazy God. thing it, it's a crazy thing you know and, and 
again, we go back to thinking of what the world was like with Y2K looming. Look at how the world reacted to something actually showing up. Yeah. It can definitely get better. You know, I'm sure it can get worse, but if yeah. we could do better. Why we aren't yeah. figuring out a fucking contingency plan, I don't know. But it's we're here now, you know. Everyone yeah. should prepare themselves for the worst. And I'm not saying you have to be a hoarder or what do they call those people? Doomsday prepper. Mm. But everyone should really think about having a plan in case a phrase that my dad used to say, the balloon goes up, which is the atomic bomb. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And the balloon goes up. I like that. Got to be ready. That's fun. Um, Thumbs up to that. Yeah. Yeah, he had some. Uh, That being said, that was everything I had for tonight. Is there anything that you want to throw on to the end? Any Y2K or Avengers stuff to get off your chest before we uh, get the hell out of here? No, man. I we've covered it. Like the Avengers, I could we could seriously do a whole. Oh, I'm sure we could do a deep dive on the all movie separately and go through minute by minute. But that's not what we're doing here. This is not today. Yeah, Y2K. Man, not today. Not today, Junior. Not today, Junior. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you know, I really wanted to start this year off strong, and I think we did. And, you know, before we get out of here, I, I do, and I know we've said this before, and I'll probably say it again until your ears bleed, but we, d- we do want to thank all of you guys that have listened, that have subscribed, that have told your friends. Rick and I have an insanely fun time doing this. It's not something that we do for money. Um, and, in fact, we make no money. It actually costs me money to do the podcast. But I enjoy the hell out of it, I will say. Being able to bring up some of this stuff. And as we get deeper into stuff that, you know, played big parts in our childhood, the, the deeper I get into finding these things that I had forgotten about. Um, and it's a lot of the reasons why I like this podcast is I get to bring up stuff that I may not have thought about in the last 15 or 25 years. And that being said, again, we just want to thank you guys for, for stopping in, for sharing, for liking, for subscribing. And doing all this stuff, Rick, where can they find you? Uh, you know, all the social medias, all the ones out there. Uh, Serial Kilter on all those. Obviously, Facebook pages, we always say, is the go-to place. You know, we try to be as active as we can be on there. That's generally where we post up any news or any kind of announcements that might be happening on our end. Or just fun little memes that we find that might relate to uh, nostalgia, retro stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. And like I said earlier in the show, I do stream from the Retro Namapod Facebook page. You guys can check out some stuff. Like I said, I streamed some Need for Speed this past week. I will probably throw up the choices for next week's stream on the Facebook page and the Instagram. Like I said, on both of those, you can search Retro Namapod. And then I also do stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tobytope. You guys can find me on there. Again, if you like what you hear, awesome. Please go give us a review on iTunes if that's what you use or any other platform you can find a rating system on. It really helps us out. We appreciate it. And we'll probably call you out on the podcast if we see a good one. That being said, we are going to get out of here. And we are excited for this new year. We appreciate you guys stopping by. And we will catch you next week on the Retro Nama Pod. Oh, we got a, the weird question of the week. To wrap this all up, like we oh, always do, the shit. weird question of the week. 
<laughs> Man, new new start to the new year. Here we go. I'm gonna edit that last part. <laughs> um, out. here we go. That's all good. A weird question of the week: What if Peter Pan was a vampire and Captain Hook was a vampire hunter? Oof. Maybe we should have just yeah. left it when I said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.